Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mblex Test Prep Podcast. My name is David. I am your host on this wonderful, fabulous, magical journey through the world of the massage and bodywork licensing exam. So, a little bit of shameless plugging, of course. I have the Mblex Test Prep Comprehensive Study Guide and Workbook 2021 Edition available now. You can go to mblextestprep.com, click on the Study Guides link, or go to Amazon.com, search for Mblex Test Prep 2021 to find those books. Look for my name. If it doesn't have my name on it, it's not my book. I also have 25 hours of tutoring audio and video done and ready for you. If you don't want to wait for all of these podcasts to come out and you want to get studying ASAP with some really cool studying material, these the tutoring sessions... That, that you can watch, that you can listen to, you can upload all of the audio like a music album onto your phone and take it with you on the go. You can do that. Just go to mblextestprep.com, click on the store or shop tab at the top, and that'll take you right to my store where you can pick up your tutoring package. You can get one with my study guide. You can get one without my study guide if you've already got my study guide. Either way, they're both great, great options for your studying. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break and when I return, we will begin. I am joined now by my close personal friend, Nicole. Good evening, Nicole. Hi, David. It's wonderful talking to you. Hey, you too. Uh, so, Nicole, you passed the MBLEX, right? I sure did. That's exciting. Congratulations on passing the MBLEX. I know it's been a while since you passed it, a couple months. Yeah. Like so, tell me about the test. How, how was the test? Well, I will say that it was definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but at the same time, I prepared for over a year, um, basically the whole time I was in school, plus, um, you know, all the months that I, since I graduated and we had that quarantine, I, you know, constantly was playing the Amblex Test Prep podcast that you put out and I was... That you are on right now. Yeah, that I'm on right now, (laughs) which is so weird. But uh, yeah, no, I I would play that every single day um, when I was getting ready in the morning or at night. Um, You know, any days off I had, if I was cleaning, I'd be playing it. I would be, I mean, going through my books religiously Oh my God. I mean, I just never took a break from it. Um, I just like basically ate, slept and breathed anything to do with the Mblex, but I guess it paid off because even though I was nervous, I was able to, uh, break down the questions. You know what I mean? So I guess like I took all your advice and everything. And when I was actually sitting down to take my test, I actually heard your voice going through the questions with me, which, you know, that's kind of funny, but I apologize uh, for that. it helped, you know, it helped me so much because I was able to break down the questions in ways that maybe I wouldn't have, you know, had I not listened to your podcast so much. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you, uh, you studied and studied and studied, which everybody listening should be doing, studying, 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 because you're not going to pass the test unless you put in the time. Trust me. 
trust Nicole too. <laughs> She's living proof. So what are some things that you did while you were studying? How did you study? What were some of your study methods? Well, if I didn't understand something, for example, I had um, kind of a hard time with the heart. I had a hard time understanding the different types of contractions with the muscles. I would literally keep replaying the podcast until I got it. And eventually I did. And then it's like a light bulb clicked down in my head. But I mean, I would just like focus in on what I didn't understand and watch anything I could watch or listen to anything I could or read anything I could to help me better understand what I didn't know. Um, but I think like overall, like something that's just super, super important is figuring out like the contractions of the muscles. Like that is something you definitely have to know. Um, it's just, key that you know that before you go in to take the test but that is like what I would recommend to anybody like even if your medical terminology is kind of iffy no definitely know the contractions know what muscles are doing what actions you know when they're in motion or um you know whether you're extending them or flexing them or whatever it may be know exactly like what muscles are affected because that stuff will definitely be on the test Okay. So, so did you use, uh, uh, aside from my podcast, of course, that Uh everybody right now is listening to, did you use anything else? Did you read material? Did you take notes? Did you use flashcards or anything like that? So, okay. So I tried using flashcards, but after I like wrote them all out basically. So from your kinesiology made easy book, I made flashcards for every uh, muscle and and muscle group. And then what I ended up doing is... That might um, have been far too much work. I tell people that's that's more of a reference book for, you know, just general kinesiology knowledge. It's not specifically tailored towards the MBLEX. The muscles you want to know for the MBLEX are in the regular study guide, but... Right, but I guess... um, I guess it, it was a lot of work, but I think it, I didn't, honestly, I didn't go over them that much after, not because I didn't want to, but just because like after so many months of, you know, studying, I was just kind of over everything. <laughs> That'll happen. But, but what I ended up doing is um, I would go through, you know, write each one out. And I think that really helped me to retain because I was writing things out and making associations. Um, like for example, like this muscle is affected by TMJ. So for example, when I took the test, there were questions like that on there, you know, what muscle is affected by TMJ. And I knew that because I had already, you know, wrote that out. But in addition to that, I just used, you know, YouTube and, um, I had pretty much every Amplex test prep book you can possibly think of. I use my textbook. Um, but I would write, a, I would just go through my textbook and write stuff out. And that really, really helped me. Did you try teaching information to anybody? I know you were part yeah. of a smaller study group, a couple of you. Yes, definitely. Uh, so I went through school with Um, my friends, Krista and Carrie. And so I would study with them. um, And I would try to, I mean, I didn't study like a ton with them, I guess we did mostly did 
um, stuff on our own. But when I did get with them, I was kind of like taking over the role as a teacher and trying to explain to them like how the muscles move using a skeleton and then, you know, kind of going over like for all the way from the head to the toes, like going over the bones and muscles, you know, talking about different conditions, talking about medical terminology. But I kind of just jumped into that. Not that they're not smart enough to do it. I mean, it was just something that I personally enjoy doing. So I just kind of took over that like teacher role when we would get together. And do you think that helped you learn a lot of that information? Yes, but I, I do think it did. But I think what, like I said, what was the best method for me personally was going through my textbook or going through your book and like writing the stuff out because it just like solidified everything that I thought I knew in my head and kind of made it more concrete. Um, And it's just like, I don't know, I would get into this zone where I would just like start writing and writing. And I mean, I filled like those composition notebooks like full with all kinds of like factoids about the human body and you know, medical terminology. And I just, I just put all that time into writing and it just helped me just so much. So I guess I would really recommend other people to do that too, because it just helps you to retain a lot better because it is a lot of information. Yeah. So when you, what about your test day when you went and took Mm -hmm. the test? What was that like? Oh God. Well, I know they say don't study. Um, before the test or whatever. I, well, I, I don't say don't study before the test. <laughs> you don't, but, but our teacher did. And um, well, I, I listened to you, David. <laughs> so, um, so I honestly, I watched uh, your lecture videos and I went through my textbook and um, everybody was like, you got this, you got this. But I did actually end up throwing up before I went in to take the test because I was so ungodly nervous that I felt like... I just didn't feel good at all. Um, but, you know. And it I'm wasn't happy. that bad, was it? No, it wasn't that bad. I'm happy I did that, though, because by the time I got in there and sat down and, and was ready to take the test, I was, like, calm. I, I needed to get out, you know, all that anxiety beforehand because I feel like I left the anxiety basically outside the building. So even though I was still a little nervous when I went in there, when I sat down and the questions started coming up and I was reading them, I'm like, this is the test? Like, this is what I've been so sick over? Yeah, that's what you've been <laughs> freaking out about. Yeah. Now, I, w- I wouldn't exactly n- recommend everybody vomit outside the testing center. Uh, <laughs> no. But there are ways to try to calm yourself beforehand you got to find that way that works for you and no for some people do sometimes it's <laughs> puking all over the sidewalk but i mean what you're gonna do i mean i you know i had no control over it i was just like uh-oh <laughs> you know i was i was drinking a lot of water and then my mom got me an iced tea and i was just like my stomach for some reason due to anxiety probably couldn't handle it and that was it but uh, yeah, I don't recommend getting sick, but I am a very like anxious person to begin with. So uh, that definitely was, I mean, it could have been my downfall, I guess, but I'm just glad that I was able to kind of like separate that anxiety and leave it outside the building. Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm sometimes I feel like I'm 
too calm and relaxed when I go to take one of these tests. I've, you know, in the past 10 years, I've taken both the national exam and the MBLEX. Uh-huh. And both times I was, you know, slightly nervous, but it's like, I, for me, I approach it like, I know this stuff. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to stress myself out about it. You know, I know what I know and that's what I know. And, and well, I, I just wish mm-hmm. other people would kind of take that approach and not freak themselves out to the point where they're vomiting outside the testing center. Right. But if it, if, can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Okay. If it makes anybody feel better though, when I got like halfway through the test, I became a little cocky because I was like, Oh man, this is so easy. Like I got this. I am passing. I know I'm passing this test. And come to find out, I did pass it. So obviously my gut feeling was correct, but I just had to, I guess I just had to see the questions in front of me to know that I was going to be all right. Exactly. Yeah, it's even, even with people that end up failing the test their first time they take it, I try to find the silver lining, silver lining in everything. And the way I would approach it, if you do end up failing the test once or even twice, just just consider those practice tests. Like mm-hmm. you're taking a practice test using the actual Inblex materials. So you're going to be even more prepared the next time that you take it. So I don't like people getting discouraged because they may fail the exam when now they have experience. And I've I've had several students who have failed the test who do awesome the second time because they've experienced the test and they're not as stressed out the second time and they're not going to be sick before the test the second time because they know what it's like and they know what to expect well exactly and once you go in and actually like i said see the test because that's a big thing i think a a big reason i got so sick was because of the, the unknown i didn't know what to expect but when i started taking the test And, you know, and I just, you know, it wasn't that bad. And I guess, you know, when other people go in to take it, they might find the same thing. Like it's, it's, you know, to be honest with you, it's not that we don't necessarily know the material on the test, but we have to apply it in in kind of a different way. So a lot of it is kind of doing process of elimination based on what we do know. And, I think if you approach the test like, oh, yeah, this is just going to be like an exam we had in school, you know, that kind of is maybe the wrong approach to take. Like you have to kind of be able to think super critically, uh, you know, when you're taking it and just kind of be prepared to be asked any question. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, it's definitely possible. I mean, God, if I can do it, anybody can. But you just got to kind of be open-minded with, I guess, the approach that you take when you're taking the test. Don't just expect it to be a certain way because it might not be. Exactly. I tell people all the time the Emblex is worded really strangely and it's, Mm -hmm. I, the way I write test questions is a lot more straightforward than the Emblex for sure. And I've tried getting as abstract as the Emblex is with their questions, but even then, uh, it's it's still not the same. So you have to be prepared for these 
longer, weirder scenario based questions that do make you think like you would if you were a massage therapist out in the real world doing massage and you have a client coming in with any of these conditions and you have to figure out how am I going to approach this treatment? What am I going to do for this client? Can I even work on this client? Stuff like that. What are some, what are some things you did during your test? What are some test taking test taking techniques that you used? Well, I definitely did the process of elimination thing because I kind of broke down the questions and answers into what I did know. So if I read a question, for example, uh, I don't remember the condition, but there was a lot of conditions that were on the test that I had no idea what they were. But what I did to get the correct answer was break down the medical terminology that I did know. So uh kind of give you an example here. Uh, so say, for example, it was like... Osteoarthritis. Yeah, osteoarthritis. So for example... Uh, if I didn't know what arthritis meant, but I knew that osteo meant bone, I would kind of like try to match up the answer with, uh, you know, with the question. Uh, so I would just kind of, kind of use that method, I guess. I mean, it's, some of them were really hard though. I mean, there was some, I was like, I have no idea what that means, but even if you know like a sliver of the word, like if you see myo in there, M-Y-O, that's a very, very small part of a, uh, you know, of the, the term, but... Well, but what does that tell you? Yeah, but that tells you that it's, you know, involving the muscle. So it's like you can definitely, you can definitely figure it out, but you just have to calm down. And this is something else I did. I was really calm. I put my noise cancellation headphones on and I did that process of elimination and I uh, took each question one at a time. I didn't rush through. I just, the time was stressing me out to some degree, but at some point when I, I made it about, I don't know, halfway through, I was like, oh my God, I have so much time left. So I tried to not focus so much on the time so I could dedicate more time to those difficult to answer questions. Um, but I did also read through the question twice or the questions twice and make sure that I was, you know, reading them correctly. And basically I just took, took each question one step at a time. So one step at a time, like reading the entire question and then identifying yep. keywords. So you know what the question is asking and then reading every answer Yep. Once or twice and then eliminating answers. And then did you find exactly. that, that usually when you eliminated answers, you could eliminate what, like two? Could you usually get it down to two answers <laughs> left? Yeah, but there was some that were just ridiculous. Like some of the answers were just, you just knew that they were goofy and didn't make sense whatsoever. So some of them were just automatically tossed right out. Um, that was kind of unexpected but in a very good way like some of the questions were just like totally bogus like the answers I mean were totally bogus and I could just immediately eliminate those and I was just not expecting that on a test like the Mblex. I thought everything was going to be like super comparable which some of it was but 
I guess that was kind of a good thing because, you know, they'd be talking about arthritis or something and then, and then be talking about like a, a mouth disease or something. And it had nothing to do with the other, the other uh, condition. So you just knew that those, you know, that was just immediately going to be eliminated. It had nothing to do with it. So, right. Were there uh, any, did you get any questions on things that you just didn't know or didn't recognize at all? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That de- definitely happened. Um, well, part, I mean, so I did find the test to be tolerable, but I definitely got a condition that I had no freaking clue what it was at all. Uh, but I think, like I said, what helped me with that was the breaking down the medical terminology to the best of my ability. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to ask if, it, if you could use your medical terminology on that disease and if that helped. It, it did. There was one like medical term that was super easy, but I was nervous. So of course I couldn't think of it in that moment, but because I knew what hyper meant, meaning excessive, I got the question right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it was like, that's what I mean by taking it one step at a time though. I mean, literally you just, you're going to go in there and some people are going to expect super hard questions and other people are going to expect maybe questions like they got in school. Uh, but the best thing to do, I guess, when you go in there is to just try to think very critically. I mean, don't overthink anything. You know what I mean? But try to be like, try to read the question very thoroughly, like kind of slow down, take it one step at a time, read the question, and then read through the answers and take your, take your best, uh, guess a best guess in that case i guess like try to just an educated guess. yeah an educated guess but think logically i mean you know if something says hyper for example that means excessive it says hypo it means it's it's not it's like under producing so you know if there's a question that's just like you know a, a rush of blood flow i mean Obviously, that's excessive. You know what I'm saying? So try to just break each question down. Don't let it get to you. Uh, Just try to be logical with your answers the best that you can be. I know it's difficult, but it's possible. You know, if I can do it, anybody can really. Yeah, that's one thing that I try to instill in people is to just take your time, try to calm yourself down. And again, if you, the, you have two hours, right? Two hours to finish the test. If you need to spend a minute at the beginning of the test to just calm yourself down and close your eyes and focus on your breathing, you can do that. You will not run out of time unless you make an effort to run out of time. And I've only had one student ever not finish the test. So you, you can do it. You can try to calm yourself down as much as possible. And you get more confidence and you're not as stressed out the more that you answer questions correctly that you know are correct and use your medical terminology. It makes you a lot more confident and you're not going to have as much anxiety during the test. Exactly. 
Yeah. So, and I, sorry. Oh, I was just, no, you're fine. I was just going to say too, like, well, we were told, you know, that when we go in there, they're going to be like patting us down and blah, blah, blah. It was, I mean, we were being made to feel like we were entering a prison or something, but actually, and I mean, I'm sure they still do this even, uh, in non COVID times, but because it was COVID, uh, there wasn't really any of the patting down. And to be honest with you, even though the staff have to be thorough and making sure you're not bringing in things, you know, to cheat, they are really friendly. They are really nice and helpful and they do want you to succeed. So we were being made to feel like it was going to be just, you know, horrific. But when I went in there, they were just so nice and friendly and, you know, just positive. I mean, they want it. They want you to succeed. They don't want to see you again, <laughs> not because they don't like you, but because they want to see people pass. And they probably don't want a bunch of people openly weeping in the and that <laughs> too. Probably not a good thing. Did they no. have you turn out turn turn out your pockets and do the fingerprint thing, or that might have just been my testing center that did that? Yeah, yeah, they definitely did that, and I think. Uh, just to throw another point out there, dress comfortably. Uh, don't be worrying about how you look in your picture that much. I mean, really, I was, I went in there looking straight up like a hobo. I had on like stretchy pants, like a big oversized sweatshirt. Cause I was like, it might be cold in there, you know? And, uh, I mean, so, I so wasn't you look looking like at, me. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I wasn't looking that great in my photo, but you know, when you're comfortable, you're going to perform better. Uh, don't be worrying about like makeup and eyelashes and, you know, curling your hair and all that garbage. I mean, who really is going to see that photo? Yeah. Other than that? Unless you are openly displaying the photo, nobody's going to see it. Right. So, I mean, and even then who cares, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not, <laughs> you should see my, the photo on my massage license. I have cared less and less about that as as time has gone on. In my 15 years, I now I, I don't care what I look like on my mas- on my massage license. It's pretty funny. Well, you know, and I was kind of noticing a little bit of a trend. I mean, this isn't for everybody, of course, but a lot of the people who would uh, curl their hair and get all dialed up before they went in were the ones that didn't pass. I mean, it just seemed like that was kind of like. The I don't want to say that, like I said, I don't want to say that for everybody, but it just seemed to be a little bit of a trend <laughs> that I was noticing on uh, the Amplex study Facebook group. Wow. Priorities, priorities, people. So after, after you passed, uh, how did it feel? Oh, I, well, I was, I kind of knew it in my gut while I was taking the test, but to see the words pass, I was ecstatic. I was just like a mixture. I was a basket case. I was a mixture between half crying, half laughing manically, and like just wanting to run laps around the block because I was so happy and excited. (laughs) I was like, finally, like this is something has gone in my favor. I'm going to go out there and make my dreams happen. And it was a great feeling. Well, I'm glad you got to experience that, and hopefully everybody listening gets to experience that because it is a, a very fun feeling. I didn't 
a lot of people ask, well, wait, you just, you took the Mblex within the past 10 years. So you've been doing massage for 15. Back when I got licensed originally, we weren't required to take the Mblex. I took it because I was teaching people how to take it. And uh, I thought it may be a, probably a good idea if I actually take it first while I was working at a school. So, um, uh, so when I passed my licensing test way back in the day, it was definitely a good feeling. And I, I was kind of in the same boat where I knew that I had passed just based on the questions that I got and the information that I knew. Uh, I think I got an 86% on that test and there were only like three of us that passed it out of the, out of the group. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. Um, so I, I can't, I don't know what it's like to pass the MBLEX to complete your schooling and to get licensed, but I, the MBLEX is way harder than the test I had to take. So I'm, I'm impressed by everybody that's able to pass it. And for those of you that haven't passed it yet or have failed and are preparing to, to take it again, there is hope you can do it. I promise you can do it. You just have to put your, put your uh, head in the books and keep studying. Keep studying. It's a great feeling. Yeah. And you, you want well, to experience that kind of feeling. Yeah. And I guess, uh, you know, when I was studying for mine, you know, people would ask me to go out and do things with them. And my parents would ask me to go out and do stuff with them. But I'd always tell everybody, no, I said, I am studying for my test. And I just took it very seriously. And I put in the hours, you know, to, to study. And that's just like, you know, so important. People don't understand. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just, you know, pick right back up where I left off and start studying and I'll pass it. No problem. But no, you have to, I mean, you have to literally make studying your full-time job as much as you can and put everything else on the back burner if you even want a chance because it is, it is a hard test and you don't want to go in there and just fly by the seat of your pants and just maybe make it. You want to, you want to like, pick an answer and know that that was the best answer for that question. Is that going to happen so, on every question though? What's that? Is that going to happen on every question? Are you going to know the answer to every question? No, I mean, I, no, but I will say like, I would say probably in my test, I would say I probably about 80% I, or even maybe more, maybe 90% I felt super confident on like I, check that box with that answer and I felt good about it. But there might be, you know, 10% of the questions you might, you know, not have a clue about. Exactly. But And that's for any perfectionists out there who think they have to get every question yeah. right and, and stress out over every question. You're no. going to get questions that you don't know the answer to. So you try your best. And if you don't know the answer, you just answer it and move on. You're, you're not yeah. going to get every question right. I didn't. Nicole didn't you're not going to, so don't stress out about every single question. Yeah, don't dwell on it, but definitely, like, when you pick the answer, be sure that you're comfortable, you know, with that answer. Like, go through all the answers again and say, is this the best fit for the question? And if it is, stick with it, go with your gut, and don't worry about it from that point forward because you can't go back. (laughs) So... Don't stress too much about it. Exactly. So, Nicole, what's next for you in your journey as a new licensed massage therapist? 
Well, I was working at a spa and now I'm working at a chiropractor and I love that job. Awesome. Uh, I always thought that I would like working in a spa environment more, but I am a lot busier at the chiropractor and I guess I like having steady work. Uh, so, well, these are, I'm, these are strange times and the business yeah. will pick back up at the spa. I promise. No, I mean, it's, you know, both environments are great, but I just like that one after the other, like, you know, quick in, quick out type deal. Uh, it just, it, it's something that I personally really enjoy. I really like working in a medical office, but, uh, I've also done the spa thing too. And I, I thought that was great too. So I encourage, you know, whatever you're feeling like doing, whether, whether it be in a spa environment or a chiropractic environment, definitely just go for it. Uh, I would say not one personally, when I'm doing the massages, not one is like better than the other. It's just, it's just a little different, you know, at the spa, some spas will make you give the person the full hour, even if they're late, some won't. Whereas in the chiropractor, you're pretty much on a schedule. You stick to that schedule. If somebody comes in, you know, 40 minutes late, <laughs> you know, they're going to get a very short massage, but they're still going to have to pay for it. So it's just a different ball game, I guess, than how it's played. But uh, it's, you know, I, I just really enjoy my work at the chiropractor and uh, I hope I can uh, continue, you know, learning pain management and, and other things like that so I can continue to help people who are suffering from chronic pain. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying your job, and I know I know times are a little stressful. Everything will pick pick back up. That goes for everybody out there. Every every yep. everything will pick back up eventually. You just have to give it time. Um, okay. Well, is there any way people can reach you if if they want? Um, Twitter, Facebook, anything you want to you want to plug? Uh, now's the time. Go for it. All right, definitely. Uh, well, on Facebook, I do have a Facebook page for my uh, for massage therapy. It's Nicole E. Beauchamp, B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. And then there's a dash and it says licensed massage therapist. So it's pretty cut and dry <laughs> what the page name is. Uh, so if you just type in my name, it might pop up. If you can't find that specific page... You can always just find me on Facebook. It's Nick, N-I-C, last name, Beauchamp. Again, B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. And just search me on Facebook and add me. Uh, it's just a picture of me as my profile photo. I'm more than willing to talk to people who are wanting to take the MBLAX or maybe need help or have questions. So I am definitely up for that. Uh, you know, I, I pretty much add everybody as long as they're a legit person. So don't feel shy. Definitely come over and uh, <laughs> introduce yourself and, you know, let me know if you need help with something because I'd be more than happy to do it. There you go. Uh, so definitely reach out and uh, check out her page for sure. Uh, get her some some more life, some more business drummed up. Of course, we uh, this this community, we love to support one another so definitely uh try to try to help her out as much as you can and just um, real quick david before you go i want to do one more thing here so for christmas 
Times are really hard all over. We know that. Business is really slow for a lot of massage therapists. So if anybody's looking for a really unique gift this year for friends, family, whatever, go out to your local spa or chiropractor, see if they offer massages and get a massage gift card for somebody because it really is going to help those people out that are really struggling through these times. Always a great idea, not not just for the holidays, but any time really, especially with everything that's going on. And yep. uh, the, I'm fortunate that I'm not in a position where I, I have to rely on customers coming into a place. I don't have to interact face-to-face with people so much. But uh, for a lot of people, especially people that are listening, it, it's it's very difficult for a massage therapist these days. So definitely try to help out anybody you can. If, if one of your friends is a massage therapist or you know one that you really like, definitely try to try to reach out and see if you can get a gift card or even a small donation. I'm sure they would appreciate Yes, absolutely. All right. So that's, uh, that's going to just about wrap it up. Thank you for joining me today, Nicole. A lot of great insight, and I'm sure you just helped a lot of people. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Always great talking to you. All right. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye.